Hello and welcome to Press Start Gaming. My name is Jeff Stevens and I'm here tonight with Todd. Hello. Kevin. Hello. And David. Hey guys. Hey look, you pressed the right button this time. Yeah, there we go. There you go. Um, so Todd, starting with you, do you have uh, any gaming handle you'd like to share with anybody? Uh, is literally T-O-D-D-M-H-A-R-D-I-N. That is me on just about every social media and video gaming platform known to man. I cool. think with the exception of Origin, but nobody gives a shit about that. No, no one does. <laughs> Alright, uh, Kevin, do you have anything you'd like to share? Yeah, so uh, my gamertag is T-R-B-O-N-E-P-R-O on just about everything except for Xbox Live because they're stupid, and it's T-R-Bone Pro and the number two. Cool. And David. Yeah, my gamer tag is Wispy Spark has been for decades now. Um, you'll find me in pretty much any gaming platform out there, including Origin. Cool. And uh, mine is Star Fox 221. It's pretty much the same everywhere, just like everybody else's. Um, and just to kind of introduce this podcast, it is part of the Are We Not Entertained podcast network, which has been newly minted as of tonight. So awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we're coming after you, Nerdist. <laughs> we're, we're coming after you guys. Um, and this is a podcast about gaming. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Um, Todd, since this was actually your idea, would you like to introduce our first topic? What a terrible idea I've created. All right, so I was uh, watching some gaming news recently, and I noticed that they a uh, Brazilian retailer leaked a remastered collection of Bioshock. And huh. then my brain started going off going, wait a minute, I thought the Xbox One is about to become backwards compatible. Why would they re-release these three games if it's about to be uh, backwards compatible and let you play those again? And then I continued to think, and I was like, wait a minute, Final Fantasy X has had not one, but two remasters, one for the PS3, and then less than a year later for the PS4. There's Last of Us remastered. It's beginning to notice a trend. And I'm trying to think in my brain if it's a money grab or they're going for nostalgia and want to help the fans like continue to have these games that they love. Personally, now, since I use a PC mostly for my gaming, I say, screw you, I already own all these on Steam, so get off my lawn. <laughs> Uh, you know, personally, like for me, I have Last of Us on, I had it on PS3 and I had a PS4, which there wasn't actually a huge difference, um, like in terms of the release window. I think like it wasn't even like a year later. Um, but you know, I do appreciate the HD upgrades. I, I think they, you know, add a little bit to it and usually they'll actually throw in all the DLC that actually came with the original game, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I agree with Jeff on that standpoint, especially with, like, the older, older <coughs> HD, like, the older video games, you know, like, Bioshock 1 that released on the Xbox 360 originally at the very, not, not at the very beginning of the time, but it's definitely going to be better graphic standpoint than just pushing up the upgrade from the regular game to the Xbox One console, they can go in and tweak a whole bunch of stuff that you normally can't do with just a basic upgrade. Yeah, like the, the frame rate and everything like that. Yeah, okay. that's understandable, but Bioshock Infinite came out, like, what, a year and a half ago? Yeah, that's true. 
I think it came out while That's... it was okay. Well, let, let's, let's, I want to have to actually agree with Todd here. I, I think it's a little bit of both. It just depends on the company because if you think about it, um, Square Enix and their release of Final Fantasy VII HD, it was it's god awful. It looks horrible. I I hate it. Um, you just need to go ahead and you know not release it. I think it looks uh, from what I'm seeing on the screenshots, it looks horrible. Now, hold on. Are you referring to the Final Fantasy 7 remaster that's coming to PS4, or are you talking about the one that's out right now? Um, I'm talking about both. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, that just made the point even more. Yeah, no, yeah, it's true. Um, the first <laughs> one the first one was still very pixelated. The only difference that they did was they smoothed out the character, so instead of having blocky boobs, Eris now has slightly rounder boobs. Um you know, in the new HD remake, uh, you know, it looks nothing like it did, and I think it would have been a lot better if they just kind of made more of a, uh, you know, a graphical update versus a whole story update. Yeah, it is kind of annoying because they did say that they're going to be changing some of the story. Like, why fix something that isn't broken? But so. at the same time, Final Fantasy VII was like the biggest emo child of all. Final Fantasies. It was a, it's a terrible, terrible story. Yeah, that is interesting. I, you know, I never really got into the Final Fantasy games. I'll be honest with you; they were never my cup of tea. Um, but I could still appreciate them for what they were. Uh, I think I actually got into Kingdom Hearts, which has so many fucking games that it's ridiculous. <sighs> but yeah, anyways, um, so. I mean, do you guys have any other thoughts on this? Do you think it's even worth having HD remasters on newer systems? Is there any point to them? Um, I don't necessarily say it's a point to them because, like, it'd be awesome to have some, like, especially with, like, the Halo Master Chief Collection, for instance. You have almost every single Halo platform, well, you have every single Halo game that's been previously released. And it's ODST. Yeah. <laughs> The ODST uh-huh. that they had to throw in as a consolation. Yeah. Because the Master Chief Collection sucks so much. But if, if so for somebody like me that just wants to go and play those campaigns, it's <clears throat> it's a great nostalgia standpoint. You know, you go back and you're like, oh my god, this is so cool. Oh. Well, yeah. you know, and I also think it's a great primer for people who haven't, you know... Say, for instance, you never owned an Xbox 360 or original Xbox. You never got to play those games. Um, But at the same time, they're almost so inexpensive now that, uh, you know, you can buy one of the games for five bucks and a console for 40, and you pay just as much as a new game for the slightly used versions of that game and and actually get to play it in its original content. But at the same time, let me bring up Rare and their uh, new downloadable collection on uh, Xbox. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that's actually brilliant. I think that's pure nostalgia right there because um, they they only redid it just enough so that way it doesn't look blurry all over your, you know, 4K or HD TV. Uh, it's still the original gameplay. It still has the same bugs. It still looks original. Battletoads yeah. is still impossible to beat. Right, and... If you notice, most people bought the Rare Collection for probably four games. And let's be honest, it's Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, Perfect Dark, and Battletoads. They bought it for four games. 
Two of which, if I recall right, were already on Xbox Live Marketplace. Yeah, and it, you know, you bring up an interesting point there because, if I'm not mistaken, um, because Xbox One is now bringing forth their you know backwards compatible uh, stuff, it doesn't only just extend to the discs; it also extends to digital content. So. If you owned it on Xbox 360, for instance, Perfect Dark, Banjo-Kazooie, or whatnot, it'll still work on, right. uh, yeah. So, I don't know, I just think, I personally think it's kind of cool, especially if you never own, like, for instance, the Uncharted Collection is coming out. Which is uh, a good deal for people like me, who never really owned a PS3, and I might be getting a PS4, and I can play what's arguably the best game from that console that was an original series. Uh, yeah, I mean, any of Naughty Dog's games are great. Like, I, I personally own um, the Jack and Daxter collection that they released for PS3, just because those games were so great. Like, well, part of my childhood, really. Okay, first off, I, I understand you think there's only four games that Rare released, Todd, but let's not forget about Viva Pinata. Uh, Pinata. It's probably one of the weirdest, funnest games out there. Um, but... Let's, I don't let's, disagree. Right. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'll give you... Everyone has their own weird tastes. Um, but let's take a look at Tomb Raider. You have Tomb Raider, the original that released, what, back in 1996, 1998, something like that? Uh-huh. And they didn't do an HD remake. They rebooted the entire series with uh, Tomb Raider and the Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Um, Great game. I don't consider Definitive Edition as an HD remake of the original reboot of, Def- of Tomb Raider. I think it was a let's go ahead and add in more content for uh, a Game of the Year edition style. Well, and that's the other thing. You know, it, it does seem like we're kind of in the time and age where uh, you know, Hollywood has their reboots. Where we're starting to get, you know, game reboots. And to me, you know, kind of an interesting question do we need classic games to be remade or should they just be left alone? I think they should be left alone. And to be honest with you, they need to come up with some original content. You know, nowadays nobody has anything original and you don't really have much of anything out there currently. That's like that go-to game. That's just so amazing. Uh, the last one was last of us. That right. I can think of. Which already got a remaster. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I got but a remaster, it, and there's rumors that there's also going to be a Last of Us 2. Right. I saw but that. It's not original, though. It's yes. an extension. No. It's an extension upon... A, it's a trilogy or an anthology or whatever you want to call it. It's just a continuum of an, of an original-based story. It's not an original story on its own. Right. Which is, uh, go ahead. Which is why like some gaming companies you see are pushing DLC content... They're pushing pre-order uh, promotions and stuff like that to where they know they can make their money back. Right. And I mean, I'm thinking of games that I bought this year. I bought the Gears of War Ultimate just because I didn't play them all whenever I had an Xbox 360. And I'm like, oh, well, I just screwed up and bought old games again. And then I realized I also bought Final Fantasy X Remaster twice. And, oh, my goodness. And then I realized... I have games on my computer that haven't been remastered. They still look great because they're still updating it. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, which came out in the Dreamcast era almost, 
just got an update for 4K resolution screens. Like, this is kind of crazy here. Yeah, but that's also kept up by fan base. You can't really do that with consoles. Uh, at least there's not a market for that that they know of. Well, me. and you know, and the other, you know, the other side of the argument is, is if you're on a PC, you know, that graphics technology and processor technology is constantly evolving, and you know, if you're on the original console, you can't really, you know, fix hardware. That's exactly it, because you got to remember they remastered the Xbox 360 three times, I want to say. Right. And the original, it's granted they wouldn't major upgrades, but you still have to make content for that original 360 that that one person on the market held. And that's what's crippling most of these game game designers and whatnot uh, to upgrade or update their game, and then they'll just throw out a remaster. Oh, why, uh, why waste the time and money updating it? We could just throw out a remastered in a year and a half and call it a day. Makes sense. Okay, Kevin, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that point of view because unless I'm completely wrong, I remember that Xbox One, Xbox One Elite, the S Edition, the new Slim Edition, or whatever they went through with the four generations of Xbox, uh, it's the same graphics processor, it's the same CPU. The only thing they changed was making it smaller and less of a footprint uh, on your, you know, your, I guess you could say, entertainment system in in xbox's defense which is kind of weird to say with the newer model like the s they did include a feature that should have been on the original one wi-fi Mm -hmm. and it also made it much quieter and not susceptible to the red ring of death but still i understand what you're saying because if you had the old xbox you had to buy a i believe it was originally a hundred dollar wi-fi adapter yeah Yeah. it was a hundred dollars it was a hundred dollars. It's kind of crazy. Also, Whereas the PS3 came out and it had it, and the Wii U came out, or the Wii came out and it had it. Yeah, but yeah. also, if I remember correctly, wasn't the PS3 back then a lot more expensive than the Xbox? Started off at about five hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And it also came out a year after the Xbox 360. Yep, a year, almost two, actually. Right. right. So you also got to think about at the time in that market, we just came off a of PS2 and Xbox original. Multiplayer wasn't that big yet, and uh, I don't think anybody. Mm, I gonna... completely disagree on that statement. Console multiplayer. No, console no, multiplayer. No, no, no. Multiplayer. Halo Two was uh, the first major. One. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Halo Two started it for consoles. Right. Exactly. And the the thing is, though, you also I, I gotta say, you know, I played. I had to run an Ethernet cord. I ran an Ethernet cord. I never decided to do the wireless thing. Uh, it was cheaper to do a big old long, you know, 50 foot cord. You know, and at the time, uh, you know, I, I picked up an, uh, or someone gave me a 360, I think. I think it was, was. It was one of the original ones, and it did not have the Wi Fi adapter. And, you know, it was kind of a pain in the ass because I was still in my first apartment, and I didn't want to run you know, a long ass Ethernet cord. So actually, I turned a wireless router into a wireless receiver for my 360. Yeah. Okay, and I get that, and I did the same thing, but the difference is, for me, was that, um, you know, back then, I knew wireless technology wasn't there. It, it, it just started becoming, even more recently in the last couple of years, uh, a technology that can handle the high streaming, lag-free gaming that we <laughs> oh, yeah, all it was, want to enjoy. 
It was awful back then. Exactly. So it, having a hard wired wire was the only way to go. Um, but, you know, I've been on Xbox Live for nine years now. I think I was one of the first people to ever get it. I got the most expensive Xbox 360 they had to offer um, on launch day. And, you know, I remember back in the day playing Halo 2, and, you know, it was horrible. Yeah. Well, you know, and I think I think it also kind of harkens back to the days where you know, we, we were playing on land at that time. You know, I remember, you know, I get invited to a friend's house on a Friday night and we would literally just, you know, hook up four Xboxes. It'd be all different rooms. And it just, it was funner that way. You know what I mean? And I think, in, in a sense, we've lost that. It's not, you know, if I'm playing at my house and, you know, I'll play with Kevin or I'll play with Todd or David on you know, Grand Theft Auto Five, but we're not in the same room. All that playing? That's just... Yeah, that's but you know, blowing you up. Right. No, I completely that's, that's for agree. a different time. That's for a different time. Okay. <laughs> I completely agree on that standpoint because I do remember those days where it was like, let's go to this person's house. They've got four TVs. Bring your Xbox. Oh, you've got a TV too. Four more people. You know, oh, we've got a network switch. Let's everybody join together. And you would be in a lobby of like 16 to 20 people playing one game and just having a boatload of fun and i think kind of the online aspect of things has deteriorated from that because there's not the camaraderie of let's all go to this one place no it's all let's oh just sit in your living room and play video games right i get what you're saying we're getting more connected but it's not as much of a community and i think Kevin specifically sees probably one of the largest communities of people playing a video game at the same time every year at QuakeCon. That's, yeah. Exactly. That's the art of the land party is lost. Right. Uh, I believe 100% the land party is gone. Uh, with going, like Todd said, I'm actually part of QuakeCon, one of the used to be one of the U.S.'s largest free land-based conventions. It's not free anymore, but there's still a, ma- a minimum of two to 3,000 people bringing their desktop computers over one network connection and just gaming out for three days straight. And as the you smell. continue on, like it's gotten steadily... like <laughs> Attendance has gotten a little lower, but the quality of people has actually gone up. But the thing is, is you still see... A lot of people, but you don't see you, you don't see different people. You see the same people every year that are just those diehard true fans, and that brings up another statement of DreamHack. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if Jeff and David or you guys know about DreamHack. It's actually no Europe's largest land convention. They have ten to twenty thousand people in one land area, and oh, they're coming God. to Austin this year. Oh wow! Oh God. And yeah, <laughs> right. So it's going to well, be interesting just to see in the market standpoint of first off, who who's going to show up? What major competitors? What major, uh, let's say, esport communities uh, that play Counter Strike, Dota, League, WoW, all those games? So do I have a transition? Yeah, I, you know that was that was perfect, man. Because you know, <laughs> let's talk about our next topic. Um, who came up with this one, actually? Was that would this... be me, sir. David, introduce this next topic for us. 
All right, so uh, let's talk about the genre of games that has recently come out, and um, that would be games like Dota, League of Legends, Smite for Xbox uh, Xbox One, and, and um, PC Hero of the Storms, um, or sorry, Hero of the Storm. Uh, the genre is actually pretty interesting in its own right. Um, it is based off the idea that you have one huge battleground, uh, people divide themselves into teams, and they duke it out for point, a point reward system to buy new characters or equipment or other things like that. Uh, I actually enjoy it, personally, on a couple different games. I've never really got into Dota or League of Legends, but I do enjoy playing Hero of the Storm uh, and Smite. So, what what specifically about those games really inspires you to keep playing them? It's it's the reward system. It, it really is. It's you know you sit there and the the problem with it, it goes back to the problem we were talking about earlier with uh, games sitting there and making you buy things to to get better or show off like how long you've played a game or something like that because you, you have to buy content now. You can't just earn it like back in the old days where if you, you, you sit there like Mega Man, you had to be the certain boss to get that weapon instead of nowadays where you'd pay $2 to buy the weapon instead of earning it through a game. Um, in these type of games, you can sit there and you can lose a hundred times, but at least you'll get something... Uh, to be able to say, hey, uh, I know I lost 100 times, but now I can get this really cool rare character now. Uh, or you could win 20 times to get the rare character and show off how badass you are. So, you know, it kind of sounds very similar to, uh, I don't know, have, you, have any of you guys played uh, Diablo 3? Yes, of course. No. Okay. I am the so, biggest Blizzard fan out there, period. <laughs> so... Uh, you know, for me, I played Diablo 3 for a bit. Uh, my girlfriend played it with me as well. Um, and we, we were pretty addicted for a while. Um, but one thing that was always really cool about Diablo 3 is, is that, you know, no matter how many times you played it, that, you know, how many times you beat that one boss, you're always getting new loot. You're always getting something new to keep you playing. That kind of sounds like what you're getting in this game, too. Well, these types. Diablo 3 is a traditional platform RPG game, and I agree with you to a certain extent, but that's been around since Diablo 1, even before that when uh, people were talking about how Blizzard ripped off. Uh, I can't remember what game it was considered, but um, the concept of a reward system through dropping is not new at all. Uh, I think mm -hmm. it was off like of Ultima, that kind of thing. Dungeons and no, it was before Ultima. I think really? it was like Dungeons and Dragons, some sort of very remotely released game that only had like ten people that followed it. And that's about it. Um, Diablo One was the first big uh, RPG dungeon style game, and uh, you know the biggest the biggest successor was Diablo Two, uh, which. You know, people still play today, uh, some 10, 15 years later. And, uh, you know, I played that. The only problem was that, you know, you had hackers everywhere by the end of the, the time that most people stopped playing. And it kind of killed the, the fun of it. And Diablo 3 was really cool with their idea of, uh, or Diablo 2 was really cool trying to prevent that um, by 
creating an online only account with Battle.net and uh, you're, you could hack that system. So yeah. you, had, you had to earn you know, your Stone of Jordan and, and, and stuff like that. Uh, but what I was saying is uh, the genre that I was talking about is multiplayer online battle arena or MOBA. And uh, mm, okay, right, and it, it it's just more like I think it, I like it because it's arena style. It's um, almost like playing as a gladiator in a gladiatorium while you're in the Coliseum. I can agree on that. It's very uh, American gladiator, like have a big audience watching you or that kind of thing. And I mean, David was talking about this earlier with Diablo. All of this is because of Blizzard. All came from Warcraft three and a mod of that. Really? Uh-huh. So I, I didn't know that. Yep. And, and it wasn't wasn't it League of Legends that started it with oh, that, yeah. or was it oh, Dota? Yeah. Well, Dota was technically, I think, the first one, You're- and I think League of Legends improved on that. And by improved, I mean turned into the biggest profit machine ever. <laughs> Um, yeah, Dota 2 is now Valve's answer to that. Um, there's Heroes of the Storm, which Blizzard is being like, wait, y'all stole our idea. Let me make our own version of the same game that y'all stole our idea from, which doesn't make any sense, and it hurts my brain to think about. I, I don't sm- think Blizzard has any claim on that, aside from the fact that you know they were a victim, if you will. A victim. I, I don't even like to use that term in this case, but let's say victim. Uh because they're the ones who allowed modding to happen. They were one of the, that's the reason why they have such a huge cult following is because they, especially with uh, Warcraft 3, Starcraft, the entire thing with that is you had the ability to create maps, create your own scenarios, create your own game styles. And I can't tell you how many nights I played uh, Starcraft or World of War, uh, Warcraft 3 uh, playing mods that had nothing to do with the original story or anything like that, and they created their own game with their characters, and you could right. sit there and download the map, and you could, had special triggers. It was like one of the coolest things. Uh, I almost thought that it launched indie gaming on its own right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, some of the biggest games that we know now came from mods. I mean, Counter Strike was originally a mod of, you know, just Half Life. And then Valve, <laughs> Valve was like, "Ah, that's really cool." Bye. <laughs> this is our, ours now, and now we're gonna. I don't know if y'all heard this, but Counter Strike will now be a televised weekly show. I heard about on that on TBS. Oh, yeah, man, that's so crazy because you know, back like how many years ago would this have been? Like, if someone if someone had told me ten years ago, say, "Hey, do you know what's going to be on ESPN one day?" It's going to be League of Legends. It was actually like, Heroes of the Storm, what? I thought. <laughs> hmm? I thought it was Heroes of the Storm that was on ESPN first, but I think you might be right. It was probably League of Legends last year. Yeah, well, uh, I mean, no, just it definitely wasn't Heroes of the Storm. It had to be League of Legends. Oh, okay. That was the yeah. first televised uh, gaming. gaming event with uh, eSports. You know, I remember hearing about eSports back in the day, uh, maybe five, six years ago, and and it, and it was more much more bigger in Korea naturally. Oh um, yeah. And I, I heard about these guys who would sit there and train for three days straight without sleep, and they would, you know, play games super hardcore. And you know, and I could attest to this fact that when you played against Koreans uh, with StarCraft, 
it was a it was simply a, a suicide run because you were gonna get right. your butt whooped. I mean, they're probably listening to Eye of the Tiger the entire time. Like you can't. <laughs> <do that. laughs> and Dota was Valve's answer, and it became more open. It wasn't dominated by one specific group. It started getting even larger. Smite was a independent one that was free to it's free to play. And then they're like, oh, this is getting successful as well. Let's put this over on Xbox One. They, are they the first MOBA that's on a console, I assume? Uh, Assumption. I think it's Diablo. No, no, no. no. MOBA, yeah, yeah. MOBA is very specific genre style. Right. I believe you are correct on that, Todd. And I mean, it's good. the first one. Uh, I know I was one of the first people to play beta. Yep. And I got to tell you, it is so much fun to play guides. <laughs> it really is. And... They even adapted it very well coming from the PC to the console. Whenever you think of PC MOBA, you think of usually an overhead shot looking down on the group. Whenever you play Smite on the Xbox, it's actually third person, very similar to, I guess, Resident Evil 4 would be the first thing that pops in my head, like over the shoulder looking forward. Right. Um, and it it's translated very well, and I... Highly recommend it if anybody wants to get into that. That, to me, is the easy, one of the easier ones for people to get into. The community is not completely toxic like others, League of Legends and Dota. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, there's some people out there within Ugh. those genres that are very much uh, snobbish and elite, if you will. Right. And, I mean, there's a whole reason why there's, like, Diamond Leagues and all these other shenanigans on those because it, it is a money maker and leagues have gone on to do huge things. And I mean, we have the international every year with a multi million dollar prize purse. Yeah. Off of a free to play game from Valve that was kind of a just one that they threw out there. They're like, here's this. But more to what, start, uh, what uh, Jeff was talking about earlier. Who knew 10 years ago, even six years ago, three years ago, let's go even three years ago, that you could earn a living playing games now. Not just designing it and making it, but literally playing it. Right. What, with Twitch TV, you got people who sit there and you watch people to play these games and you donate money and they can live off of that. Well, and it's crazy, you know, because... I remember hearing back in the day that you know there was what was it MLG yep. major yeah yeah, yeah. we got a wristband like, freaking Halo Two is is kind of it started even back then yep. you know people uh-huh. were playing professionally and I just remember I was like man I wish I could be you know good enough to do that well that was for playing professionally microphone uh, muted in the United States people have been playing professionally for much longer in outside of the United States specifically Asia. More, yeah, exactly. Uh, very specifically, Asia and um, and and that area. Right. And you know, you you hear news about gamers dying because they're so desperate to perfect their craft. Right. And I mean, in the U.S., I can I don't know if y'all remember, but I can only remember one famous video game player by name. Well, let me rephrase that by nickname that don't came say. out of the U.S. I hate to say it, but it's fatality. Oh, ah, fatality. This yeah, dopey-looking yeah, white a... kid from the middle, the middle of the country, that 
in order the only way he could get sponsorships is if they're like graphics cards and mouse pads and keyboards and that was before yeah. this before the internet really made it to where everyone can recognize him. Is he is he still active? No. Because no. I, I hope he retired at the ripe old age of twenty four for all I care, but I'm pretty sure he's retired. They just slap his name on a couple of things. Right. And it's um, EVGA I think, probably. <laughs> no, think, like, dude, they had Creative Labs with a sound card named after him. Uh-huh. Sound Blaster yeah. Fatality. There you go. Yeah, exactly. That's sound exactly Blaster. what it is. Um, a couple of years hurts. back, he was like one of the stars of QuakeCon, and he was right. there with his entourage and everything. And what was really funny, it was there they had this event that was like play against Fatality, and probably got trounced. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, a little girl beat him. Yeah. Duh. And it, I feel like know. the industry needed a star. Yeah, and I think that's what made the industry into what it is now. Is there's no currently right now there is no like one oh my god this awesome player it's especially with well let's for say for instance counter-strike is a bunch of teams right. or league of legends you know all that kind of stuff is is there's well, no nine. one yeah there's no one star player it's right. everybody i i think which might have something to do th- with that mm-hmm. because no. if you're by yourself you want to show off your personality and twitch is the best way to do that in my opinion Yes and no. I, I actually think that a part of the reason why team-based games are getting the most, uh, if you will, video time and, and media is because of the fact that it, it is team-based. You know, uh, let's all be honest. No, there's no one best gamer out there. Period. There's always going to be someone better or a little faster eventually. Um, with the team-based, you you got you know you play to each player's strengths. You know, uh, I would be terrible at trying to come up with a strategy, but damned if I'm not a good tank. You know, right. I'll take the damage and I'll, you know, let other people, I'll set the other people up for kills. Um, right. Because back in the day, it was if you want to make money in video games, it, it kind of got split into you're either really good or you have a really good personality. And those two things split into esports which is dominated by mostly team games like david said and then there's personality based which is twitch which is pewdiepie uh ray navarez mark plier all these shenanigans well and and correct me if i'm wrong because i I could be severely wrong on this but didn't pewdiepie start before twitch i think he was mostly on youtube he was youtube first pewdiepie was youtube YouTube. yeah um but you know with especially with twitch that um, you see a lot of streamers that make it big, and then yet, I, this is the one thing I hate about Twitch is they focus on those main those main streamers, and that's it. They don't right. give a crap about ninety nine percent of their community. You know, most of these people just want an entertaining person to interact with, and that's what Twitch that's what Twitch wants you to be. But the problem is, is like YouTube gaming. For instance, oh, I'm throwing that don't, out there. Don't do that. Uh, uh, I'm throwing that out there. It's absolutely atrocious. You know, I was watching a YouTube hey. video. I was watching a YouTube video earlier today, and they're like, "Oh, Twitch just added this, this, and this." Oh, sounds like YouTube gaming. I was like, "Don't even try to compare those two because Twitch has been now. Granted, YouTube's been around longer, but kind Twitch, of. Twitch with their gaming format has been more stable in that standpoint. Because right, right. I remember two, three years ago. 
watching a YouTube live performance, and I'm like, oh my god, what the hell is this? Yeah, and the chat room is garbage, which is half the reason why Twitch is around, because the chat rooms keep the energy up. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't make sense to me why they're pushing this. Let me be honest, if I'm going to be doing video gaming content, if I don't care about a recording, I'm going to do it on Twitch. Yeah. If I care about recording, I might do it on YouTube because, hey, it immediately uploads to the biggest video site in the world. Mm-hmm. But that's the only reason. You know, to me, I think Twitch is like uh, watching NFL. You know, you got, you got people who love <laughs> games, uh, you know, who could care less about the Texans and, and everything else oh. like that. Uh, you know, but they do have their gaming personalities that they enjoy watching. Uh, I didn't even know about Twitch until uh, I heard about the whole Pokemon experiment where everyone oh could God. sit there. Oh, and, and they just beat another game recently, I think. I don't remember which one it was. I remember that. Didn't they move Dark Souls or something on now. to like, like a 3D game of yeah, some sort? I think they're in Dark Souls, I want to say. Let oh me research God. this while we are talking. All right, go for it. But but at the same time, you, we're talking about it, and and that's what the, the that was the brilliance of that whole move is because you know it, even though anyone could sit there and go go left go left and and go left a hundred times, uh, it it brought people to the site, and then they could sit there and go oh well, this looks kind of interesting, and they'll click on that, and then they'll start exploring. And 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 go from there. I think it was not meant to be advertising, but it did end up being probably the best advertisement that they could have ever thought of. Yeah. Uh, yes, Twitch did play a uh, Dark Souls. Yeah, and it they won. Took, yeah, and it took forty three out forty three days and eight hours. Oh man, I thought you were about to say forty three hours. No, was like, I, I was. No. Nine, I can't even beat the first level. of Dark Souls in 43 hours, so let's not a even A thousand and forty hours with a total of 904 deaths. I want to point out that I bet Kevin and I are both probably on the same IGN page. That's yes, not the point here. Um, <laughs> and as far as MOBAs go, like I have noticed they are popular on Twitch, but it's usually somebody practicing for something else. Um, actually, I, I caught a few league matches, and uh, they do stream live, and it's pretty cool. Um, you know, there's a couple of things that I like to look at um, and be a part of when they do uh, online streaming uh, for causes like cancer and, and things right. like that, where they, they yeah. generate money for that sort of thing. Good game's done quick. Exactly. Uh, kind of exactly. Exactly what I was talking about. And uh, uh, Was it Extra Life? Extra Life, yeah. that's what I yeah. believe that's another one. Exactly. So... You know, Twitch has brought in a lot of great things um, and, you know, really utilized the MOBA platform of genre games. Cool. They're fun. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a genre that I've never really messed around. I think I played maybe 10 minutes of Dota 2 before, you know, putting it down. (laughs) Not because I didn't enjoy it, it was just like... the first, like, quest, and you're like, no, I'm good, no. no, no, You know, I I think it was just because I had just come off, like, Diablo 3, and I was like, you know, I don't really understand this, you know, I just want something easy. I think that's why I like Smite so much, because it's on the console, um, it's insanely easy to learn, uh, they even have like a special selection where you could sit there and you know pay non-competitively, even though you don't earn anything. Right. 
to get more characters or anything like that. It gives you the option to get your feet wet, and a lot of those guys um, play mostly in that in that type of, if you will, practice arena, and and help people learn. And they don't sit there and, and make fun of you or leave you to the wolves, if you will. Uh, you know, I was taught by somebody, and they showed me, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Even though the tutorial was very comprehensive, and taught you how to do stuff. Uh, you know, it was still nice to have someone on the mic telling you, oh, yeah. you know, it's, how it's, to play better. It's a lot different because we all know a tutorial in a game means absolutely nothing whenever you're playing online against another person. It, it doesn't. Like, it gives you the fundamentals of do this button, it does this. But rocket jumping was never mentioned in the Halo tutorial, but that was a huge part of online. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah. Indeed. I think this is a sick. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, guys, I think uh, it's we're coming to a good stopping point. So we'll oh. probably wrap up here for tonight. Wait, um, let me let, let me point something out really quick. Yeah, NBA Two K Sixteen. Great game. But, but yeah, yeah, that's probably going to be a topic we're going to start next week. Yes, because I I I don't care about those games. But it's all about NBA Street. Let's let's NBA be honest. NBA 2K5. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about Madden 10. Come on. Ma- Madden 10. Really? 10? Madden okay. 10? <laughs> oh, sports games. Oh, sports <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I don't thanks, even want guys. to talk about FIFA. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Got to add a different demographic for that one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Here. Alright guys, well thank you very much for listening to our very first podcast for Press Start Gaming. Again, we're part of the Are We Not Entertained podcast network. Home of um, live texting. Home of live texting. Ah, uh, yes. Had to get it in. <laughs> That's what she said. Ah, I also that. To come eventually. Okay, you can erase <laughs> that, right? <laughs> Edit this out, right? Oh, man. Alright, well, uh, I'm Jeff Stevens. I'm Tad Kevin. Kevin. Nelson and, and David. There Elvin. we go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Thank sleep. you guys very much for listening and have a good night. Bye. Good night.